Grab a seat at the bar to join us for another episode of McAnally's Pubcast, a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files series. Hosts Tans and Jess, and maybe bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense, immersive, and colorful environment inhabited by Harry Dresden, the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard. Join an active and engaged community of new and diehard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's Podcast, brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 10.14, That Both Sucks and Blows, where we are covering the novel Death Masks. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. Mana, mana. Thank you so much to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us keep doing what we're doing. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash freeflowrambling. Chapter 16. Harry returns to his apartment and finds Murphy there. She lets him know she's been pulled off the case and provides him with some additional information on it. Harry talks with Susan on the phone. She has found information on a suspicious auction and invites Harry to come to investigate. Shiro updates Dresden on the location that they'll next meet the archive later in the night, and they make arrangements to, to head there for that evening. So yeah, figures, whatever. I know where that is. I'll pick you up. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, okay, see you later. Bye, Shiro. Bye, Charity. And Shiro's like, see you, Dresden. And Charity's like, <laughs> heathen. <laughs> so he leaves and you get a couple more kids scurrying in. So here's the rest of the brood. So we had all the little, little ones with Charity and the oldest one that came home. And now these three obviously are like another school together or something or uh, friends or something. Because they all come. The one, one kid's like staring at his car. And I'm not quite sure if it's because he's like, what the hell is up with that beetle? Or whether he's like, oh, hey, Harry's here, you know? Like, I'm not quite sure. They just say the one kid was, like, staring at his car, you know? So I'm like, I don't know if it was like, hey, I missed him or what. But well, um, there's a clown car on your street you're going to notice. Right? Yeah, right. And I assume, you know, Punch Buggy is just a, as popular a game in America as it is here in Canada. You would have to assume. Right? So, right. Especially one that... Festive? Can, get, get, <laughs> how do you call that one? Get, Punch right. Buggy, Red, Blue, Green, Red, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Do you just have to do like the multicolored Rainbow. clown car buggy? You know? Rainbow. <laughs> Rainbow buggy, no returns. Best license plate I ever saw was like an older style Volkswagen and the license plate, you know, missing the vowels. But basically the license plate was like no returns. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's awesome. Okay, that's <laughs> I was like, somebody that like gets it. Yep. <laughs> you know, like you're a good job. If you drive a punch buggy. And you're not actively looking around for violence on the streets as you drive by. What's even the point? Right? What is the point? (laughs) So Dresden leaves for home. He ponders the duel. And he knows he's at a distinct advantage with Ortega because he can't cheat. And he can't fall back on his usual, like, clever shticks. 
Well, yeah, because and, and this is the, the cute thing with hair. I mean, again, as, uh, you know, May said in like um, summer night and stuff like that when they're getting clobbered up in the clouds and she's like, oh, I would have come helped you sooner, but it was a fair fight and I tend to avoid, you know, I mean, Harry's basically the same way, right? He's like, I, this guy's bigger, stronger, whatever. He's like, I will look at any opportunity I can to quote unquote cheat. And I mean, like the get- first thing Ortega did was like, by the way, if you decide to be a slippery little weasel like normal, I'm gonna kill all your friends. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> right? Like, he's covered short. his bases. It seems like Ortega's a dick, but to be fair, Harry's given him no reason to be trusted. <laughs> well, there there is that. I mean, in general. And I mean, I think just on total principle, too, right? Ortega's like, they could have had it where Ebenezer calls him up and is like, oh, we're gonna slap this down right away and Harry's like "Mm, we can't so that would have been sort of a legal channel or whatever too you know but he's like no you can't because there's so both yeah on the up and up and any backdoor situations Ortega's just like well and Ortega had first-hand witness to what went down at yeah Bianca's which was all sorts of weaseling (laughs) he he was there yeah that's that's true back and forth I see what you're doing man but again Bianca's was all backdoor weaseling too, you know. So I mean, it was all, but yeah, and, exactly. And technically, Harry outweaseled because he's still alive. Well, and but. yeah, and that's basically how right she put yeah Bianca was set up to put him in like this impossible situation so that he had to, you know, and da 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 just kept yeah basically one upping each other. So yeah, regardless exactly of like that's why I kind of say the quote unquote right because I'm like yeah Harry weasels out of, and I mean like I say we were making fun of this when he was talking to Leah because he's like I don't want you to get out. And we're like Harry literally every deal you've made with Leah you weaseled out of but you're like don't weasel out of this one Leah <laughs> you know but exactly at least like, he's it, able to recognize that he definitely does manipulate did. any system he can well I think it, again it all comes down a little bit to the all's fair and in love and war kind of a thing right so yeah exactly there's rule but so but yeah it could have been Bianca you know in trouble for being a weasel it could have <laughs> now she's dead so that, yeah it could have been Harry dead and they all but anyway so yeah so because they are doing this official duel that has a code behind it and they have you know a non-partisan emissary right he's like okay i can't do my usual whatever right so exactly he's like if we have to agree to one form of fighting i can't just pull out all the tricks and do whatever the fuck i want because we have somebody else very powerful there who's umpiring this thing and will catch me and will right so yeah so he's all like fuck i can't go head on head with this guy and you know, so yeah, it's it's kind of puts him in a little bit of a pickle because the one thing that he could do to give many advantage, Ortega has the option to veto, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, and like you say, I think we were talking about that. You're catching couple- up on his game, man. Hey, well, right? They're starting a boxman, and again, I guess this is the problem, you know, with your with your fame slash infamy. Is that exactly? He's like, well, gee, I'm getting more clients, and I'm getting, but oh shit, now people also know how I operate. It. You know, it's like people are watching game film here of like <laughs> yeah, the instant replay shows instant that I'm, re- like, <laughs> I'm a weasel little bastard. That they've right? Watch like, out. okay, so watch what he did here, and the see that. Okay, we gotta make sure he can't do that. With me. <laughs> so yeah, he's getting, he's getting a wee bit stressed because mm-hmm. he's he's got this case that he's working, and I mean, the case in and of itself, like looking for the shroud, hasn't been a whole lot. But then there was this really, really horrible demon person that showed up and, like, killed somebody and all. You know what I mean? So even though there hasn't been, like, like 50 million people that he's trying to combat and take it, you know what I mean? I'm like, 
you've only had a little bit of trying to look for this really powerful thing, and then already there's just really scary players, like, like, Marcone's guys try and take you out, and then you got a big scary demon, and now you gotta go fight this duel, and you're like... Uh, and the unfortunate thing about Harry's life is that, like, you know, none of this matters if he gets killed in a duel tonight. Uh, however, if he does live, he's still got to pay his rent. Still has <laughs> to figure out how to yeah. do all these other things, right? So the problem is, is that, you know, As he's, got, always. he's kind of being forced to put this duel on the back burner because he's like, well, okay, at least that death is scheduled. The other ones might come at any time. So I really got to focus on those other random ones. <laughs> it's really funny. It's almost like his, 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 his enemies sort of get together and they've got like this checklist and be like, okay, I'm going to distract him on this part. Now I'm going to get him here on this aspect like we already said that in a previous episode like they all just yeah. like sign each other up it's like you're in charge of the bus and you're in charge of the pizza delivery guy you're in charge <laughs> yeah, of the yeah. fake cop and by the end of the day he should be dead okay he's fine for a while and it's all then it's just like all right ready guys go it's almost like you know like adult friendships where it takes six months to plan anything right it's like all the bad guys are like okay 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 we all agree april 17th next year we can all meet up and get them right that's right no one make any plans for april 17th. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, because, yeah, exactly, it takes all that long yeah. to, to get, and even then, see, is that the only reason that Harry ever, like, makes it through? Because, like, again, as you say, with adult plans, you have really good intentions, you want to see your friends, but there's all this life shit happening, and then, so you all agree, like, April 17th, and then inevitably, half of you are going to drop out anyways, so there's only getting, so is this, like, what happens? It's like, you're, you know, you're like, well, if they just all, if you just got, like, 20 of them all at once, Harry couldn't, but I'm like, that's, it's like, there's supposed to be 20 of them, but inevitably, <laughs> Harry's you looking know, out that the, only four can ever show up at a time. The black court had something else come up that they, you know, backed out and couldn't be there, and the fairies are like, shit, man, we're just recovering from this war we didn't know we have, we can't be, you know, so now it's just left with, like, the Reds and the Denarians, and, you know, and it's just like, well, fuck, you know. <laughs> hate when that happens, man. hate when that happens. So, <laughs> so yeah, so he's busy all sweating it, figuring it out, going through, and then he gets home and finds out that, like, his door is open. So, oh, gee, that's not cool either. <laughs> but he's not necessarily that concerned about it because he knows his wards are still up. So he, I think he pretty much realizes right away that it's Murphy because he's she's got a charm that will let her past... Yeah, well, I don't think he well, I don't think he realizes it until she calls out. But yeah, he has, and, and she doesn't wait very long. But he just has that moment, you know, like exactly, like he's freaking out the whole, like to the point where he's like, I can't even like unclench my hands from the wheel. And then he finally parks and is able to like pry himself out of the car, and then gets to the top of the stairs, and the door is open, and it's like fuck. And there is, I mean, again, he's pretty good. But again, Harry always acknowledges, like you said, in that part of him that is self-aware that there are bigger, badder things out there. And while his words are pretty good against the average schmuck, you know, you just never, right, these denarians are a step above what he's, you know, he's like, oh, fallen angel things, it's like, they can't do anything with, you know, to go against, like, free will, and then, you know, the knights are like, mm, these ones can, you know, and then it's like, oh, well, they're just big demon, and then he actually, you know, goes up against, like, the one in the boat and stuff like that, and it's like, holy shit, this thing is like a million... So I'm sure it is that momentary part. Just like, what the fuck is this enemy again? Even if it's not splatter them demons, Harry's also had his fair share of cops and things showing up on his door to just cause some problems. So, so yeah, he's like, what the fuck? And then yeah, you get Murphy going, hey, get your butt in here, right? Murphy knows about him being at the harbor, and that's why he hasn't called her with information like he promised. And then Harry gets a bit defensive, expecting to be arrested for aiding and abetting a murder. But but for, fortunately, this time Murphy has, lets him know that she's she's on vacation. AKA, she has been taken off the case and given an ultimatum of vacation or unemployment. Mm -hmm. So, oh, he's, he's, 
not in that much trouble as he thought he might be with her. Yeah. So again, we saw in the last one, that's what we said, he, you know, as he's leaving the boat, he is like, okay, I got to let Murphy know about this. But when I get a chance, right? Like I got other things to deal with first. And uh, so, yeah. So apparently he hasn't managed to touch base, which again, I mean, you'd think there's kind of, because he did go back and call Vincent. Did he not make a couple of other calls then? I thought he like left a message for Murphy or something. So unless that's, no, unless that's no. later on he leaves a message Yeah, he for didn't her. He didn't get around to calling her at all, which is why I was a little bit, like, annoyed. Because he says to himself on the boat, like you said, he's like, okay, I'll call Murphy when I have time. And then he goes home and he calls Vincent. And then he's like, all right, I go to bed. Like, Butters happened to call him. And he's like, you call Murphy. And then he went to bed. And didn't then end Susan up. showed up. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself at the time, I'm like, just fucking call Murphy, man. Like, yeah, that's what I was a problem. I was trying to remember in that bit. I was like, is it, but maybe it's later on or something like yeah. that. He phones and leaves a message for Murphy elsewhere. Maybe it was before now when he talked to her. About- oh, but see, this is the this other is, thing, actually. You were, was- you were upset about this, yeah. Yeah, I was going to, because, so... Jumping up and down and around here. But he does ask about the phone here. So how did he get the phone to her? Did he, like, FedEx that shit? Or, oh, like, right, you cur- mentioned that, yeah. Because, like I say, like, Harry can't turn it on and pull it. He would have had to physically get the phone from Murphy to Murphy check out the phone. So how did you... So you dropped by and you didn't leave a note with the phone? Like, hey, check this out. By the way, it came out of a dead body on... A, you know, like, I, I, I don't get that. But, um... But yeah, whatever the reason is, he hasn't had time. He hasn't mentioned anything to her yet. So she's all like, there's a fuck. And he's like, oh, I know how this is goes. Where you're going to like punch me in her, you know? And she's like, I should. But she's like, and it sort of gives you that moment of, oh, are we back to this again? But then it's like, no. Murphy's like, no, no, we did settle all this. We are past all of this. She's like, um. But I would like some information. Uh, yeah, she's like, okay, no, we haven't backfired in the trust. I don't think that you're like involved, involved as in like you're responsible. But, you know, yeah, I'm pissed that I'm finding about it, you know, off of dispatch or whatever and not because you had. Because again, she mentions that some very tall guy was seen leaving the scene, right? So it's like, come on, who the fuck else, right? <laughs> so yeah, so they go and then. So yeah, so then he discovers that exactly. She can't really do anything more with this because when she started looking into it, all some other muckety mucks were like, "Ooh, they found out that this the the pleasure craft boat thing was related to like the Interpol thing, which was really, you know." So basically, they're like, "Oh, the higher ups are going to take this and move it on because this case is related to this case is related to this case, right?" And Murphy still wants to be involved, but when she tries to make a stink about being involved, they're like, yeah, they're like, tell you what, not only are you just not on this case, how about you take a vacation? Or no, you know uh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, totally fuck off. So yeah, so it's not even just like, oh, you've been taken off this case, go work your other cases. It's like, oh, you want to make, like, oh, you don't like being off of it? How about you just be on We can't trust right you now. not to be Googling shit on your uh, <laughs> computer, so go home. So, I, I did just double check though, and yeah, chapter eleven. Harry's all like, "I gotta go make some calls." First guy he calls is Vincent. Second person he calls is Michael. Doesn't get through to Michael. Gets through to Molly and then Charity. Yeah, that's when he goes to the harbor, and then from the harbor he's like, "Oh yeah, I gotta talk to Murphy." Then he gets home, calls talks Vincent. to Vincent again. Butters calls him. Susan shows up, takes a nap. As soon as he wakes up after the Susan thing, he then he's like, "I gotta go run some errands." And he goes to Michael's house. So part of that errands might have been yeah, dropping off the called Murphy, but it doesn't say anything like that. He's just like, I got shit to do. Yeah. And the that next place we see a, him give at. her a lot of time to look up a phone, though. Well, because that's... he doesn't go anywhere else. He goes straight to Michael's and then comes straight back home again, right? And Murphy's just at his house waiting for him, right? So, yeah. So, so if like... he dropped it off first thing in the morning or whenever he went to bed, right? Yeah. And then went to Michael's, all the time she would have had him was just while he was there talking to Shiro. As soon as he 
left his house, right, and he arrived at the carpenter's house, that would have been around school is ending time, which is like, let's say 3 p.m., give or take, right? Yeah, which is basically what he said. Is there church at 3 o'clock? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so he's at their house around 3. He's, even if at the time it takes to, like, talk to Molly, carry in groceries, help Charity cook, have Shiro make a call, even if we're being generous, that's only an hour, right? If you take in traffic, I'd maybe we're to up you. to two hours, right? Then depending on whatever his errands were before that, you know, like, like absolute, absolute, absolute yeah. most is he's been out of his house three hours. Well, yeah, and we know he's got to go, what did he say, 7.30 that he's picking up Shiro? Yes. Yeah, so right, so point we being we got to be like 4 or 5 p.m. right now. Right, so that wasn't a lot of time at all. Yeah, so like, Murphy's had not long, if any, time at all. Or around 7 is when he agrees to go get, yeah, yeah. so so exactly, right? So we know he showed up 3 o'clock-ish, he's got to be back there by 7-ish. So within this three-hour window is exactly he does groceries, he does dinner, he does go home, blah, 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 blah. So it's not a huge amount. So, yeah, it, it does make... And I mean, again... Murphy's want, good, you, but Murphy's off the clock. So well, she got I, fired I, during this period too, right? I, well, she got fired, but yeah. You, no, no, no. Okay, sorry. sorry. She got put on vacation. So if, she, yeah. if he managed to get the cell phone to her in the time between her being on and off vacation, she still wouldn't have had time because, like, basically as soon as he was like, go check this cell phone, she was getting kicked out of the office. So it's like... Well, and yes, it, and I mean, really, all she... She, I don't, she didn't really pull anything off the cell phone other than she found out who it was registered to. So, again, I don't know anything about how this really works. We'll give her maybe that we'll do the slightly accelerated cop time like they do on TV shows, you know what I mean? But I'm like, really, if all she had to do was look up who owned the phone, it probably doesn't take cops a whole hell of a long time to figure that information out. Uh, to be fair, as we just learned the other day, you are able to call the cops with zero information on a person. And they right. can still track them down. We, we, that, we just tested that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one of our yeah one of her sister's friends. She's like they they've had like a four year Snapchat streak basically, and then all of a sudden for like four days like nothing. So she's like ordinarily it wouldn't be that big a deal, but literally we've had this like enormously long streak. If you don't know about it, Snapchat, it literally counts every day you've ever spoken to each other, and it was like in the thousands. So she's like it's never we've never just missed a day of talking to each wow. other. So basically they have to be dead. Yeah. So all of a sudden now it's been like four days of nothing. So she's like, do I report? So we were all like, you can do like a wellness check thing, like yeah, you know. And she's like, and again they've they've met and interacted, but they only use um, Snapchat to talk. Yeah, so or she's Facebook. like, I don't, I don't have, yeah, so she's like, I don't have, like, social media things or whatever, right, so it's like, we do talk all the time, we have met in person, but I don't have, like, a phone number for him, and we're like, well, if you at least have, like, a last name or something, like, exactly, you can call, and the cops will tell you, basically, right, we're like, you know, just call him up and be like, I know this guy, but I don't, like, this is, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't have an address or a phone number or a license plate, but I was like, this is what they drive, this is the community they live in, and this is their full name, and then the cops were like, okay, we found him, and they're alive, and I was like, cool, thanks, bye. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you ended up... Oh, they called me back. They're like, yeah, we found her. Oh, I didn't know fine. you were the one that made the call. Yeah, she was too yeah. embarrassed to do it, so she made me do it. That's so, okay, uh, but yeah. you didn't... Yeah, so, I, I just got the aftermath yeah, where yeah. she came back on and was like, he's alive, but okay, so no, yeah. I'm the one who had to make the call, and the cops called me, and it was like, um, they've never heard of... A, or this person has never heard of a Jessica, so we're not giving you any more information other than they're alive. And I was like, yep, good enough. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, Mackenzie was too fucking pussy shit to... What, what's the word? Scared. Chicken shit. Chicken shit to do it herself. Pussy shit sounds kind of fun too. Yeah, and then. (laughs) She was too pussy and too chicken shit to do the call herself, so I did it. And then, yeah, so I basically zero information. Like, well, when's the last time you guys spoke? I was like, let me ask my sister. What does he look like? Let me ask my sister. At that point, you should have just done, like, a, a three-way call with Kenzie. Seriously. And been like, okay, I'm here, but you just tell them and all. <laughs> I'll prompt you if there's anything. 
But anyways, so. Yeah, so you don't need enough time. Co- cops like, can figure it out. Yeah, really. but but exactly right. It's like so. Did he swing by at some point? Because again, he he wouldn't be. You know, he doesn't have the phone number or anything. He could be like Hamer if he traced his phone number. He would have. You know, because he's too afraid to even turn the thing on because he'll kill it. So it's like, did you just like courier it over there or like you know what I mean? Like, is this part of your like brownie house cleaning service now? You're like, hey, can you just leave his mail for, for the fairies to go deliver for him? Right. You know, like that was the only thing. It was just like there's things happening and you know even. Even if she had time to look into it, it's like, when did you get it to her to Listen, do okay, when you decide that you're going to have 8,000 things happen to your character in one weekend, you got to start smudging the details on the transportation, I, okay? This is fair, but usually Butcher's pretty good about, you know, like you say, we don't necessarily go through all of that stuff. But normally there's throw a throwaway in, like, I, like, I dropped it off, I did, you know, I... It was edited out I, accidentally. He went through the never-never drop-off his mail a couple days ago. Right. So he's like, going to arrive on time. Popped over, so... Anyways, right. so... so Murphy continues and lets Harry know that Butters determined that the weapon that was used at the harbor was the same weapon on the mystery court. All of this is to say that, you know, Murphy's being extremely forgiving in this moment, comparatively to the last several not-so-forgiving Murphy well, moments. And again, this was, the whole, long way. this was the whole point oh, of yeah. Summer Night, right? When yeah. he finally sits down, it's like, okay, hey, I can lay it all out for you, but then you gotta deal with it. And she's like, all right, hit me, right? And so they've both been pretty good to their word. Like you say, you know, she's giving him a bit of sl- flack here. But again, he has kind of been running around and doing stuff, right? So she's, yeah, typical, gives him a bit of shit, but she's like, okay, I'm not really that, like, no, now fill me in, right? And he's like, yeah, I wasn't really trying to exclude you, I just, right? So they are, and so yeah, so this is when she mentions when they find out that the weapon is the same here and there, right? And so um, this is, yeah, what starts linking it together. And they figure that good old Rudolph is the one, because again, Rudolph, who was trying to get the fuck out of SI. Wanker. Wanker. Trying to get out of SI as fast as he can. Um, and so, yeah. So he's like, again, tips off somebody else. He brings it to, that, to homicide to, to, to suck up to them to try to yeah, curry, curry favor. Curry favor yeah. yeah, exactly. So now, exactly. So this is when they're all like, oh, wait, this is bigger. We've got this little harbor thing and we've got this Interpol thing and same weapons. And, oh, we're just going to do all this, right? And so, yeah. So when Murphy tries to be like, um, excuse me, this is my case. They're like, oh. You can be on vacation now. <laughs> that both sucks and blows. I think this should be a new t-shirt for us. What do you think? That both sucks and blows. We- <laughs> Only if I get to be the Alberta part of that meme. This you is can what? be Saskatchewan and you can be BC. <laughs> <laughs> Except ideally... Well, we have pictures she- of... <laughs> <laughs> Murphy asks Harry to back off the case. So this is, like, again, somebody else asking yeah. him, back off, don't do it. <clears throat> and, and Harry states the obvious. He's not backing off, and and Murphy stops from telling him, uh, from telling him, for t- from him telling her more information about the case, so she can have some plausible de- deniability. Yeah. So it's it's a bit of a twist on things here because right because like even right off the bat when she says like yeah they booted me so he's like well that's like some blows but he's like can't you do anything about it and Murphy's like officially sure real life people are just gonna lose reports and not you know what i mean so she's like yeah basically i might as well just suck it up and live with it or it's just gonna make the problem worse right and she's like so on that note she's like you should just back off and he's like you know i can't you know same thing right like we literally just heard from michael and everything like harry we need you to back off you know and then when he shows up shiro's like we told you to back off he's like okay i'm not here about that but Right, it keeps, and now Murphy's like, you need to back off this case. And Harry's like, what the, f-? you know, like, we don't, like, we see people concerned for him before. 
we don't get it from all sides before where they're like, you need out. Like, you can't, you know? It is a little bit of a different thing, though, when you've got, like, all these eyes on you when it's, like, like, we were just making a joke before that, like, all the bad guys watch is highlight reel. But, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, FBI, Interpol, Chicago police, when they're also all watching you, the reels, like... Well, and this is the thing, like, right? Like, we've got, you know, because of the Shroud, we've got this religious connection that brings in the knights, you know, specifically. And you've got, you know, whatever the hitters are doing, you've got the mob involved for some reason that we're not clear yet if it's just on Harry or to do with anything else, right? And now you've got, right, so like you do have all these very different entities and everything like that. And again, we know that the knights are being somewhat manipulated in why they want Harry off the case, you know, and stuff like that, but even Murphy here too, and it's 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 part of that, and it's also different, right? Because it's not just because it's this big thing going on or whatever, you know, but she's like, it's not all about you, and it's like, oh shit, for, like, people are threatening you with, you know, so again, we've had this play, like, again, even Ortega or whatever, right? Like, well, you don't do this how I want you to do this. I'm going to kill your cop friend and your night friend and your, right? And, I mean, he's had Murphy used against him before and, so, you know, whether she's a girl or because she's a cop or just because he's someone, you, you know what I mean? Where it's, whereas now it's the flip side because nobody gives a shit about Dresden before, you know what I mean? And now they can threaten Murphy with, with you know, like, well, if this guy doesn't get out of our way, like, your job and things like mm-hmm. that, right? And Murphy's like, yeah, if I don't want to get screwed over. I need you to, and, and Dresden's just kind of like, whoa, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, someone's using me against you for a change mm-hmm. instead of you being like, oh, you know? And yeah, it's not like Murphy is going crazy here. Like, everyone knows that she's brought him in to work on a ton of cases, and mm-hmm. everyone knows that he was on this case already, not through Murphy, but mm-hmm. just he was seen at the scene of a crime, right? Yeah. With the same weapon being used, obviously, you know. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not going to take much to, to one plus exactly, one equals right. Dresden. Like, there, it's not just like, oh, well, like, the other cops are too stupid to make the connection between us, but we should still be careful. It's like, no, no, the, they fully get it, they're man. They're still cops. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, yeah, it's not the, um... Exactly, right? So, Murphy's totally fair here, but it also... She's also very fair in the next moment when Harry's mm-hmm. like, listen, I'm not going to stop. And Murphy's like, all right, then the conversation needs to stop right now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Don't tell me anything else. Nope, nope, nope. Well, even when Harry asks about the cell phone details, she's like, nope, nope, nope. I don't have what you're talking about while handing him Mm -hmm. what he needs. Yeah. I I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, Murphy's smart, right? Mm -hmm. And we like her a lot. Right. She she tells him to be careful. And she also notices his duster is missing. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Murph. Spring <laughs> it up, why don't you? Yeah. He, he confirms he had the talk with Susan as well, and she she offers his or her condolences and then takes her leave. Right. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, buddy, that sucks. I do like, though, she lets herself out. She, like, just, like, you know, hand over the gun. Because it's like you cannot literally leave Harry's apartment without getting, like, potentially murdered. <laughs> it's like every time Harry leaves his house, he's always like, uh, uh, uh. And now all his friends, too, are like... I'm like, good. Well, like I say, right? I mean, because again, they've described before, right? It's this concrete stairway down. So you've got shit for visibility. Anyone could stand at the top of those stairs and just wait for you to open the door. Well, exactly, right? right? You've got no visibility around you until you get up these stairs. Well, you can't even put any surveillance because he would fry it. You can't put any electronic surveillance because he would fry it. Exactly, right? So coming and going, it's the same thing, right? He gets to the top (laughs) of the stairs. He's got little frog's eyes mirrors at the the top. I was going to say, he should just (laughs) install them. Be, um, some, like little frogs. Like, not a kaleidoscope, but what a submarine's have? periscope. He should install ah! a periscope <laughs> just from the door to the top of his stairs. His upstairs neighbors were like, "What the fuck's this post?" <laughs> <laughs> and 
just saying. It would help him out a lot. Right? He, he, yeah. Like, we, he doesn't, uh, with an old school boarding house, when your house is built into the sub-basement and basement, like, I get it. It's hard to build another entrance. But we do know he has some windows, barely. But we know he's got a couple of those, like, you know, three-inch, four-inch windows things. So he's just going to have, like, have it out the side and winding around to the front where the... Because, again, in a basement suite, you're not likely to have the window on the same side that your entrance is, because, again... But, it's usually... like, I get Harry, it's too much for him to be able to squeeze out of it, but at least Murphy could, like, you know, be, like, thrown out the window somehow. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, but not every time she comes and goes. Sure, not, it's like... probably safer than the stairs. <laughs> I mean... She's going to install a dumbwaiter and just, like, lift her up through the ceiling. <laughs> okay, but then you still have some <laughs> There's gotta be a laundry chute already a part of this house, right? (laughs) Okay, as somebody who did live in a basement suite and did end up using, because I had more (laughs) than the four-inch window, I had the escape size windows, and it was a pain to have to go up and out and around to go to my backyard to, like, smoke and stuff like that, so I would just open the window and I would, like, either sit in the she window permanently well, or... kept a chair below the window, so she should go in and out through the window. And I started to just, because it was actually, yeah, because it was just, like, one climb. The neighbors were like, is somebody uh, breaking in? Like, yeah, no, I never had that. Eventually they learned, too, because usually I was just there, and then I'd, like, come out to talk to them. But I let the dog in and out that way, too. Because this is the thing. I've seen you yeah, do it. Yeah. I saw you do it. Yeah, like, because, this is, because this is the thing, because you had to... The, the backyard was separate from, like, our front door entrance. So if I went up and let her out, I had to go outside to the gate around the side. Whereas this way, I didn't have to go in and out. I could open the window. Open the window she and the would dog jump would jump on the, on the stairs, chair. Jump out the window yeah, it's onto not stairs, the deck. It's a chair. A <laughs> simple the, kitchen chair. The dog the had chair. to... It sounded like you said the word stairs. Well, that's because I'm lisping still. Yeah, it's... But no, yes, the dog would jump out and onto the deck, and I could just leave her in our enclosed yard, and she could come back in when she was done, and I didn't have to go up and around all the time, especially when it was, like, fucking, like, minus 40 or whatever. So funny. <laughs> and then it just became useful sometimes, so it was just as easy for me to That's go. That's probably why the dog is so old now. In and out. It's like, she was, like, too, being too forced to be kept jumping. viral, going in and out of a window, like, 10 feet in the air. And now for like a year, she's just been able to go in and out of a regular door. And now she's getting old. She doesn't need any more exercise it has, now. She's yeah, like, it has much, nothing yeah. to do with the fact that she's like a couple of weeks away from turning twelve. Yeah, that has nothing to do with why she's. That's what I'm saying. Though, like being forced to like you know spring she five foot not. into the air and then from five feet off the chair out the window every day, like forced her to stay young and active. Now oh, she can just she use breathe. a door like a normal dog, and she's like, oh, I'm so old. <laughs> Anyways, yes, Murphy keeps her hand close to her gun when she's leaving, just <laughs> in case. There's something there. Um, and they it's especially ca- funny because Harry hasn't told any of his friends that they're all being under surveillance right now, right? And knowing the vampires, you know, oh, we can't follow a cop into the precinct. That's too- No, there's obviously, they're being under watch all the time, right? They're watching Michael's house. They're watching Murphy wherever she goes. So it's funny to think every time Harry just, like, meets up with a group of his friends at once, like, he's with Michael and the other nights, or he's with Murphy and, and the there's, like- there's, like, 15 vampires. Like, hey, man, how's your shift going? Like, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I haven't seen him in, like, three days. It's like, I love when they all meet up to get coffee together. We all just also get our own coffee together. <laughs> yeah. Or they just like all spread out and there's like a hitter on like every roof around the, <laughs> you know, because like that guy's over on that building, this guy's over on this, you know? Because <laughs> well, there's so many, right? They've got to watch like every person Harry's ever ordered pizza from and they've got to watch like every grocery store. Well, yeah, clerk, that's, that's what I mean. Right? So it's like, do they all get to like meet up yeah. and like have their own, like, like they're at the other table with like 50, yeah. or are they just all like, 
you know, spread out and around. And it's like, well, fuck, we still have to watch all these people so we can't actually hang out. It's like, hey, Bobby, see you over there. Yeah. <laughs> You're, like, waving across, like, sniper nests to sniper nests. Like. Which is funny, though. Murph's not wrong for being cautious. <laughs> no. No, no, she's, she's not. She's got the, some good instincts right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, even just on her own, right, she's got Rudolph and stuff like that, right? So I'm like, chances are she's not <laughs> She doesn't have to be afraid of a fellow cop, okay? She, don't be. Never. Don't ever, no. but I was like, throw Rudolph under the bus like that, okay? <laughs> yeah. Not that you have to worry, you know, that he'd necessarily be, you know, out waiting to pick her off. But again, yes, yeah, it's all kinds of watching and right. whatever. And Well, speaking of Rudy, after she leaves, Harry figures that he, he, he did intentionally sabotage Murphy so he could gain favor with Homicide to get out of SI. Mm. I spent a moment indulging myself in a pleasant fantasy in which Murphy pounded Rudy's head against the door of her office at SI's home building until the cheap wood had a Rudolph-shaped dent in it. I enjoyed the thought way too much. Us too, Harry. Mm-hmm. Us too. Right. What a coulda, shoulda. Mm-hmm. And I think, is that the one where he like... Missed opportunities. I mm-hmm. don't know if that's again when he's thinking about it later or if when she first brings it up. Is he the one that's been like, maybe you're just going to lose a bunch of teeth the next time he walks through a parkade or whatever, you know? It's like, yeah. Like, you're just such a little, like, asshole. Like, you're wanker. just such a shit. Wanker. You're just such a wanker. It's in my notes. It says wanker. Wanker. Yeah. So he gives he he gives his kudos to SI otherwise, right? Because he's like, oh, they've learned how to handle themselves, you know? He's like, they don't have to call on me for every little thing anymore, you know? And he's like, they're a good good bunch, good group. They can handle it. Except for this fuckwad. <laughs> he's like... <laughs> Harry collects his anti-venom potions and returns a missed call from Susan. She found out about the gallery sale and a fundraising auction hosted at the Marriott by the Chicago Historical and Art Society, whose chairman just happens to be a certain gentleman. No, certain. But yeah, like when he calls her back, so she's obviously waiting for the call, right? So she's like, Harry? He's like, you're cl- clairvoyant. It's like, all you need now is like a fake accent. And, and she's like, oh, like, totally. And he's like, California's not foreign. She's like... Are you sure? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> it's just, it was like, I was going to say, you know, not only did she figure out that there was going to be an event there, but she's got tickets to go, if you're interested, Harry. Convenient. Love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. loved it. Okay, great. How do I get it? You put a $5,000 plate donation. Like, I have never had that much money in one place at one time. I feel you, Harry. I love that she's so <laughs> planned that she even has formal wear ready for him. She's just like, nah, I got this shit covered. I know you, buddy. I was going to say, in her defense, though, too, like, what else is she really doing in Chicago? She had to go quit and break up with Harry. She did both those things. And I was like, well, okay. I guess I might as well run this Now we're just sightseeing. Yeah, I got another day. You know, see all those old friends. uh, The caveat to that, uh, you know, breaking up with Harry and breaking up with her boss is that she then called her boss and was like, okay, I'll do one last thing for you. Get me into this show. And her boss is like, I gave the tickets to someone else, but fuck that bitch. They're yours. (laughs) Oh, I was going to ask what your take on that. Because, yeah, she says that they were originally intended for someone at the Tribune, originally been given. So I was like, is this a case of they're meaning like, but he couldn't go? So now they're, or exactly. No. Did they like, they took her off the case and gave it to Susan. (laughs) Oh, It's like, this bitch is quitting, but I'd still prefer her. Okay. Right? You know, because I'm like, again, like, she doesn't work for the Tribune, though, right? Like, her editor at the Arcane is her editor at the Arcane. So it's like, does somebody really have enough pull that, like, your editor called, like, whoever was giving them be like, oh, no, send... Send our guy from the National Enquirer. That's going to be way better coverage Look, than the person you want to send from the Tribune. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it seems, you know, I was almost wondering. Because, again, I was like, it doesn't really indicate. And I was like, is it just are supposed to take it that, like, they could Or that's a vampire or... threat. It's like, oh, no, the Tribune guy got hurt. <laughs> 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 I 
Okay. Oh no! Oh, they'd originally be, but for some reason he just like Martin went to go talk to them, and now I've got tickets. He, he, he fell like up a dumbwaiter. Like how weird is that? So weird. <laughs> it's surprising how often that happens in Chicago. I, I know. <laughs> no, I totally took it to be not necessarily shady, but shady. Like I don't think she killed the guy, but I do think that she basically was like, "Listen, those are my tickets." So, yeah. okay. It's hilarious because I just, I just, I read it myself as a that that guy couldn't show. So Could, she, yeah. So she just had incredible luck. But I, I kind of like no, I like yours. <laughs> I totally took it that the guy got a phone call this morning and was like, "Listen, you know the event that you've been planning on going to for weeks, and you asked your girlfriend to come attend with you." He You're found done. he found a head of a horse in his bed. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. You're done, buddy. You're done. Arcane above Tribune every time. (laughs) Like, I don't know if that gives me, like, more respect for the National Enquirer now, or I'm just, like, more scared of them, or, like, what are these people playing at now? (laughs) They hired Bigfoot to go deal with their problems. uh (laughs) Like, maybe you shouldn't just laugh at them so much. (laughs) You're going to wake up and find that your tickets have been... They're the only people who are ever there during the UFO sighting. Clearly, they have fucking ins. Clearly they have. Okay. Clearly they are. Obviously. You're right. The they, only reason they're not at banquets normally is because they're in the UFO sighting cornfields, okay? Per, yeah. But if I, they wanted to go to those banquets, they could. They could. They've okay. got much better things to do. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Gotcha. And secretly, they actually do have one guy that just looks totally legit that's still there going like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. The one piece is still giving them, like, legitimacy. <laughs> and there's that viral meme going around a couple weeks ago or whatever like that where it's like, I want to watch, um, like, a Ghostbusters show where there's just a non-believer and that's what they, and they call that guy in from the car every time things get too scary because every time the non-believer walks into the haunted house, all the ghosts stop and he's like, oh, yeah, things are being thrown <laughs> off the walls, guys. Okay, and then all the right regular Ghostbusters who believe can be like, okay, and then he goes back out to the car and everything starts flying around again, <laughs> but it was like just enough to like get them to like, like calm down. Time out, guy. <laughs> yeah, right? Because non-believers never see anything and believers always do, so you keep a non-believer with you at all times, right? Yeah. Just right. So you take a break. Yeah. Right? So the arcane just always has that non-believer when things get a little too scary. And I like all it. All right, Colin, like Joe. It. Works like, for me. Dude, I, like, I need a fiver here. Like, can I just, can yeah. I, Joe, come watch this, like, scary entrance door. I, I gotta pee, because we just, like, pause for a second. <laughs> so, yeah, so they're gonna um, meet up there. So, yeah, so she's, she's gonna bring him some formalware and pick him up. So it doesn't really, because he's picking up Shiro at, like, 7. And she's gonna be getting at 8.30, so it's like, I guess you're just counting on that this meeting's not gonna take through it. Like, you've never done this before, you have no idea. This meeting is supposed to be at 8 o'clock, though. He, J- Shiro and Dresden wanted an extra hour to, like, talk with each other and prepare. Well, and she initially, at, he initially says 8 o'clock, and she goes, well, how about 8.30? So, yeah, no, I think it's so it was gonna be even early. Or was it 7.30? Hang on. No, okay, Shiro came out of the office and showed me an address. We meet them tonight at 8. Um, Shiro says, I'll need a little time to prepare. Me too. See you around 7. Uh, oh, okay, it is. So both things are supposed to be at 8. And Harry's like, okay, I'll be early for uh, one and late for the other, and it'll be okay. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I just figure she's, he's inviting her to, so she could, like, sit at another table and wait for them until they're done. Yeah. Well, I assumed Maybe. his little time to prepare was like, yeah, like, I'm not going with you right now because I need to go prepare to come pick me up later. No, it was like they both wanted time to prepare with each other. So, like, they're going to meet an hour before... Yeah, no, I don't take because he's like, I'm gonna need a little time to prepare, and he's like, Yeah, me too. I take it as we both need to go home and do shit. He's like, I gotta go home oh, okay. and figure well, either out what way. Susan is doing, and you gotta go shave your head okay, and whatever. Either way, his thing with Shiro is at eight p.m. at eight o'clock. So yeah, so that is again. If so, you look at it that way, that is. I'm like, how far away is is Michael's house from Mackinalli's? That you want like an hour to cross town at like seven o'clock, and like this isn't rush hour anymore. <laughs> like, 
but like it's still the, Susan being like, okay, so eight thirty is good then, like. But yeah, again, it was like, like so. Yeah, first of all, I guess he's, um, he's no, like, Susan. We're kind of negotiating my death. Could I at least have an hour for that? Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like, and especially when you find out, like in the next chapter, it's like the auction doesn't. So again, the gala has started when they get there, but the auction doesn't start until I, I can't. Af- We're certainly seeing evidence that Harry is time blind. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, I don't fucking know. I'm like, meh, somewhere in here. Right? It must be. Because a I'm wizard like, is neither late or early. They arrive exactly when they are meant to. Or <laughs> however the fuck that quote goes. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny because I've just been like rereading some of the Mistborn series by um, Brandon Sanderson. And so again, in in Mistborn 1, the final empire. Um, the final empire. Again, one of the main characters, Kelsier, is often, right, he keeps setting up things and often shows up, you know, and somebody again makes a comment, he's like, oh, again, you know, I'm nothing if not punctual, you know, and it's like, yeah, because you're fucking late to everything, like, you know, like, who are you kidding kind of a thing, right? But it's like, we find out the auction doesn't start until 11. So it's like, like, I get they need some time to go around, well, like, as he says, he wants some time to look around, but I was like, so you guys are meeting, like, at 8 o'clock for this, and then you're, like, rushing off, like, at 8.30 to get to this other thing. Yeah, and I'm, so like, you get there at 9. Happens, so. so you yeah. get there at 9. You've got two hours to case the joint to and be caught joint, casing the joint. And figure out everything, you know? But I'm just, like, I can be original. Like, who the hell starts an auction at, like, a, like I would see, like, your thing starts at, like, 7 or 8 is when you have, like, dinner, and then, like, 9 o'clock. It's, like, you know what I mean? Like, who's starting this auction? Because they have, like, like... These are hoodlums, though. They are the creatures of the night. I, I guess. Yeah. I just... But anyways, yeah, it's all a little wonky and whatever. So at 8.30, she's going to come pick him up. So This is like one of those shady mafia oh. things. Like, if you're not there when we call the winner, we get to keep calling more names. And hopefully everyone leaves and then we just get to keep half the shit. <laughs> I don't think that's really a shady mafia thing. I think it's like... The shady mafia thing is we're gonna rig whose name gets called. <laughs> the other way is just how normal auction, like normal things work. Well, Jessica, things normal raffle works. If you pull your name and you're not there, they're just gonna pull. Everyone it. knows every raffle ever done so was done by the mafia. Make sure you sign up for our hundredth. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner is um, Moogly and a Tunzin. <laughs> <laughs> Making the ferocious beast. Congratulations. You're the ferocious thing. <laughs> we have pictures of her hair from last week. Who's going to argue? <laughs> this 80s fabulous. Thank you very much. I did not win. Aww. Oh, but you should have seen the person that did. It was a May. Oh, they deserve to win at least. Oh, yes, they did. <laughs> Harry heads out to pick up Shira to work out the terms of the duel. Yeah. And like, like uh, I don't know. I just want to quickly add on this one last caveat, too, is that if the vampires are like, you know, following him for every little thing he does. Do you think there's, like, more on standby for just, like, oh, okay, he met a new cashier at the 7 Okay, he met a new grocery... Okay, he met the new guy who works at the morgue. Okay, he just called the taxis. Now I gotta follow that guy. It's like, stop meeting new people. We can't afford to kill this many. Do they have, like, a checklist of, okay, you've spent like, more than 10 minutes talking well, to this I person? Gonna, yeah, I was right? gonna say, like, maybe they have to have some, because they did, like, threaten, like, clients and things like that, but I was like, exactly. They obviously can't go around and kill, like, every cashier that ever served him and not, because... So, yeah, it, it must be sort of like, okay, what level does it pass from, yeah, like, casual right. acquaintance into If you've been in Harry's <laughs> office and or um, home or vice versa, he's been in your office or your home. <laughs> <laughs> this concludes our episode 10.14. That both sucks and blows. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and macanollies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. 